It was dark when I opened my eyes, darker than I expected. I waited for them to adjust a little, patiently allowing them to observe the familiar shadows within my bedroom. But they did not. I kept still, only my eyes darting around. For the briefest of moments, I thought I'd lost my sight, until the light on my watch face told me otherwise. 1.47 a.m. It was too dark. I reached for the duvet, but was unable to find it. I turned onto my side, sliding a hand across the field for my lover. It did not find her, instead striking something hard and rough. Without taking a moment to think, I rolled onto my back, reaching out to the other side, to what should have been the edge of my bed. Again, a hard, rough surface met my fingertips. Now I was awake. I tried to sit up quickly, unable to see the same rough surface barely six inches above me, and grazed my forehead in the process. Fear had dilated my pupils, but the darkness remained impenetrable. I pressed the light on my watch, its meager glow providing little assistance. Tentatively, I reached behind me to find the same surface. I slid down to what should have been the foot of my bed, my heels striking the end of my coffin, for this was surely where I was, entombed in wood. Without any cover, the chill was noticeable, even on this summer night. My hands found their way down my side, confirming that I remained as I'd gone to bed, naked. Considering my circumstances, I had remained calm thus far, assessing my situation with deliberate thought. Nevertheless, try as I might, I could not recall anything that had led me to this place. We had gone to bed at around the same time as always, made love in the way that we usually did, and had fallen asleep. That was barely two hours ago. Nothing suspicious or out of the ordinary had happened that evening. Had it? I racked my brain, trying to recall something which couldn't constitute a clue, but came up with nothing. Idiot. Perhaps trying to get out of here should be a priority. I could have been anywhere, and the late hour drastically reduced the chances of anybody passing by, no matter my location. Air was a commodity not to be wasted, and so, against my natural impulses, I resisted the urge to scream for help. I suppose I was still in a state of disbelief, hoping this would turn out to be a prank of some kind. Even though I could think of no one who would go to such extremes. Gently, I pressed my hand against the boards to my left and right, trying to detect a weakness, but found none. I had enough space to roll over, but not enough room to get my head to where my feet currently were. Knowing that my legs were far stronger than my arms, logic told me to kick at the end. And so I did. It felt like my only option, and I went at it hard, certain that my life may well depend on it. I cursed myself to refusing to wear bed socks, as the soles of my feet took in splinters and turned slippery with blood. Again and again, I kicked with as much force as I could. The wood cracked eventually, but it was of little consequence. 
I remained unable to push the boards outward against the weight of the soil. My hope was that I was merely nailed into a box, disappeared as soon as I felt the damp earth on my toes. And I knew, without doubt, that I was buried. If I was to escape, then I would need to turn around, to be able to at least try to shovel the dirt with my hands. Six feet of wet mud would weigh a lot, I assumed, and I saw a good chance that I would be crushed under this weight. It's either that or just wait to die. I have to find a way to turn myself around. The width of the box was greater than the height. It made sense to try to turn that way in a kind of forward roll maneuver. Tucking my knees up to my stomach as tightly as I could, I began to swivel my body around. My nakedness offered me no protection from the rough wood which tore against my right side. As soon as my head hit one wall, I doubted it would be possible to get all the way around, certainly not without causing some serious damage to myself. Regret came flooding in as I thought about how I had neglected my body, cursing this ring of fat around my waist. Pulling my knees in with all the strength I could muster, I let out a yelp as the soles of my feet made contact with the left side of the box, forcing my scalp to push against the right. I was wedged there, rough surfaces at both extremities, tears welling in my eye. I breathed deeply, preparing for what I knew was going to be almost unbearable, and dragged my feet behind me. I could feel them slicing open, but the lubrication of blood made movement easier. As my feet moved, so did my head, sending a searing pain shooting across my scalp as I broke forth. Now face down, my head at the opening that my feet had made. Gently, I touched two fingers onto the top of my head. It felt wet, and I was sure that I had left hair behind, matted in the wood. My head hurt more than my feet, but my hands were still intact, and they were what I needed now. Dig, I told myself. It's the only choice. I fumbled in the dark with my hands beginning to pull the dirt into the box. It moved easily, but was wet and heavy. I felt things crawling between my fingers, the creatures that dwell in the darkness. The earth did not fall in on me, and one handful at a time I managed to move it, trying as hard as I could to ignore the pain. I shoveled lumps one by one into the box, filling the space I left behind me. Only once did I stop, tempted to give in to the exhaustion, beginning to doubt which way was up and which way was down. I checked my watch. It had been almost an hour since I had awoken. I had no idea how long I would have sufficient oxygen for, but I guessed it wouldn't be much longer. My breaths were coming harder and faster. I pulled at the dirt above me once more, one scoop, two scoops, then I hit something. It felt hard, yet movable. A root, perhaps. The hope that I was nearing the surface propelled me on, until my eyes detected a glimmer of light peering through the split soil. 
It was the top. And I was going to make it. I pushed the hand through, feeling the cold air hit it. My other hand quickly followed, both of them frantically pulling open a large enough space for my head to fit through. Fresh air rushed into my oxygen-starved lungs. My eyes adjusted to the moonlight and I laughed. I was in agony. Not just in my scalp and my feet, but my entire naked body had been scraped and scratched during my ascent. It will heal. I just need to get home. Using the last of my strength, I pushed against my mangled feet to climb out of what was almost my tomb and lay face down, unclothed in the wet grass. Holy shit! I heard, barely able to move my head. Help is here. I'm going to be okay. He's fucking climbed out! Came a second voice. My brain took a split second to process what I had heard. He's climbed out? They knew I was down there. That voice is familiar. I began to roll over, trying to see who was there. A man whom I didn't recognize stood over me, looking me up and down. All that for nothing, he said, almost admiringly. He turned to face someone else. I'll take care of it. The pain that the rest of my body felt made the attack feel almost numb. I saw a glint of steel in the moonlight. And then I couldn't catch my breath. My chest began to feel warm and sticky as my opened throat gushed red across it. I couldn't process what was happening or why. I just knew it was over. I looked away from my killer, turning my gaze in the direction of the familiar voice and saw her. I'd hoped she was safely still in our bed, but that was not the case. She watched the life drain out of me, no sign of remorse on her pretty face, and I was gone before I could even guess at her motivation.